Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the Coast to Coast MMA podcast, episode number trace three. Whatever language you want to fucking say it in, I'm one half of your guys' host, Johnny Leon. And what's up, guys? It's me, Frankie Mazzesi. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Welcome so, back. You definitely took a week off after some technical issues on Frankie's end. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. I had to get a new computer, but it is what it is, man. We're back, so that's all that matters. Roll through it. And the only thing we can <laughs> roll through now is UFC 252. So. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. What a card, man. What a card. What a great way to end the trilogy. But, um, bro, what a good main card. Uh, what do you think of Marab and uh, Dotson? I mean, I didn't... I thought it would go that way, but I didn't think it would be at the level that Marab was able to dominate John Thompson the whole fight. I mean, he did what he had to do. Like, he, he's, he's, he's insane. He's a Georgian assassin. I mean, like, he's like a baby. <laughs> he literally is kind of similar in, like, a baby could be that just is wild. Who has, I mean, I mean, he even argued with Ray Longo. Was about, Ray Longo wanted him to stick away from the game plan. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Game plan. Stick to the game plan. And Ray's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Listen to me. He's like, no, no, no. All right, then fuck it, whatever. And then that banshee scream when he entered the third round, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It's like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Dude, yeah, man, he he's got cardio for days. Like, I want to know what his workout routine is because he doesn't stop. He just like the machine. That's that's him, man. He just keeps going and going and going. And like you said, when he was arguing with Ray, man, oh my goodness, bro! Like Ray, he's just like, yeah, yeah, he's just talking like he didn't fight ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just there, like, yeah, I gotta do this, you gotta do that. No, no, you gotta do this to that. It, it was great, man. I, I, I think Marab should be six and zero in the UFC. His first two, uh, first two outings were crazy, but um, I'm glad that he's starting to wake his way back up because he's gonna murder as well in bantamweight. So uh, I don't know. I think John Dotson was. I mean, I know John Dotson is a counterpuncher, but the thing is, is like he he could have been a little bit more active in the, with offense. I mean, I understand that he didn't want to get taken down. Nobody does. But, I mean, he didn't get taken down. He was two for 20 on takedowns. Marab's never two for 20 on takedowns. So, I mean, I mean, I feel like John could have did a little bit more because, like, at the end of the first round, he's like, he's hugging me. His corner was like, that's what you expected. You got to do something else. You got to you got you to do something. But, uh, yeah, I figured Marab was going to do this. It's he's a, he's a maniac, so we'll see what happens. He's insane. Uh, I think the next fight for Marab would have to be – I think you can easily give him Cody. If not, if Don really wants to come back, I think that would have to be the next fight for Don, just because of how high or how low he rate is ranked now. I mean, but, if, sure. if, but if they really wanted to feed him to the wolves after this fight, they could easily give him a sunset. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think I really wish Sean won that fight. We'll get into it, but I really wish he won that because that would have been the fight to make. They hate each other. They've been calling for each other for years. Um, but it is what it is. Um, and then, I mean, the second fight of the night, we had Pineda versus Burns. Uh, Herbert missed weight, unfortunately. Bad, bad. Bad, bad. bad. Yeah. Um, Crazy thing he missed weight by that much. is like, if you hear about, like, his whole training camp, who's with him, it's like, dude, how the fuck did you do this? I'm like, your brother's yeah. literally about to fight for a title, and, like, he pulled this shit, too, so... Yeah, man. I mean, I understand it's it's like Corona and all that, but if you accept the fight, you got to make the weight regardless of anything. But man, Pineda made a name for himself again. Dude, he, I was super impressed with Pineda. Super yeah. impressed. Dude, when he took when he takes Burns down, he, like, why are you Actually, taking Burns now? Him, I was like, holy shit! I mean, he wiped the floor with like a black belt in jujitsu, so that kind of tells you yeah. the levels the levels of jujitsu in this game. I mean, nobody was talking about Daniel Pineda's fucking ground game in this one. He's mopped the floor. And that's what Herbert Burns has been known in his last two fights for taking it to the ground. Oh, yeah, bro, for sure. Yeah, when I saw him take, down, take him down, I was like, what are you doing, bro? But then this man all of a sudden climbs up, gets the crucifix, and starts wailing elbows. As because soon as he got the crucifix, it was, it was game over. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't slide up at all. I mean, oh, as soon as he, as as he got the he's like, I'm going to fucking get this dub. I'm going to fucking destroy you in this position. Oh, 100%, bro. And not only that, his eye was a mess. Like, I don't know if he would have been able to go out there for a th- second or third round or third round. Yeah, excuse me. Because his he had to get 18 stitches, bro. That's a, that's not a small cut, man. So And his eye was swollen shut after it. So sure. I'm glad he got the win. He needed it because it's his second stand. You don't get a lot of opportunities. To I mean, it's crazy that like, he's came back. This was his first fight back in the UFC after six years gone. I mean, yeah, still, but- I mean, we have to give credit to Pineda. I mean, 100% finishing rate in all his wins. I mean, that's saying a lot about the fucking levels of Pineda. Yeah, man, that's a that's a. And at age 35 too, so it's kind of like. 
Hell yeah, man. Like, yeah, I, I, he was he was on, uh, I think, What the Heck a couple of days ago, and he was talking about, like, how he had a couple questionable losses, and he felt like he, he won a couple fights, especially in Bellator against Georgie. So I'm glad he's getting his dues. I'm glad he got his spot. And, dude, you, these fighters got to stay ready because he got it on two weeks' notice, man. So if, if you're a fighter out there, you got to stay ready because you never know that call can come. Exactly. Man, but, yeah, okay, so – Jorginho and JDS, man. Jorginho, I, I, was, I was hoping, I was hoping my guy JDS, for somehow, some way, I don't know, I, I like JDS, but look, that chin suspect, it's been suspect for a little bit now. This was this four knock, or three knockouts in a row? Three in a row, um, three goals in a row, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but like like I said, like the first round was was nice. It was steady. People were finding their time in. But then Jorginho said, I'm taking my Francis what Francis did to me. I'm just gonna charge him. See what the hell happens. Clipped the thing is, like, he wasn't like Francis in the same way that Francis is just swinging, fucking not just being stupid. I mean, he's calculating. He's he's taking his time. He's looking for the openings. I mean, some people call this fight kind of boring and slow, but I kind of figured like this is like two guys that know that one punch can put each other to sleep. So you kind of have to be laid back a little bit, be technical, look for your openings, and that's exactly what Jorginho did. I mean. He has over eighty. I mean, he has over eighty fucking kickboxing fights. So I mean, you had to give him the advantage on the feet, no matter how good you think JDS is. I mean, oh, for sure. And it's just one step closer for Drazino to reclaim his shot at the title. I mean, he walked into a brick wall with Francis, but it's a nice bounce back win. Um, I've seen people talking about JDS retiring. I don't think he will. I he think won't, he's still got a little bit left. He should, but he won't. Yeah, I mean, he's like he is a gatekeeper of the heavyweight division. If we're going to sure. be honest, now that's what he and is. And we can't really call him a gatekeeper anyway, too, because it's a heavyweight division. Like anybody can be anybody on any given night. I mean, one punch ends up any fight in the heavyweight division. So yeah, anybody, exactly, yeah. anybody, it's, it's it's an open it's an open thing in the heavyweight division. I mean. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Um, but yeah, I don't think he should retire. I mean, well, let me rephrase that. Should I think he should retire? Yeah, will he? He's not going to retire. He's, He's going to make as much money as he can. Very much. He 100% should, but he will not. Zero chance that he will retire. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. But, yeah, I would like uh, I would like to see Jarzino. If Sakai beats Overeem in a couple weeks, I would like to see that fight for Jarzino. But we'll have to wait and see. There's so many options. We'll get we'll get to that. But now to the co-main event. Um, the Sugar Show. Um it's like, no I mean, more. call it the Cheeto Show now. I mean, yeah, all right. It's the Cheeto show. show. It's the Cheeto Show, man. I mean, look, Sean went in there doing his thing, barking before the fight, For antics, sure. the hair, all this. Didn't didn't face Cheeto, but we all know it kind of did, right? Um, so we get into the. I want to say it phased him. I kind of would have thought that it motivated him to more to just want to feed his ass. I mean. Yeah, for sure. But that can always be susceptible of getting absolutely knocked by a uh, a punch because you're a little bit emotional. But he, like I said, the Sean Sean looked good. Like let's, let's we can't sit here and say that Sean didn't look good. Sean didn't round. put up a bad fight. He just had an injury, a weird injury. And yeah, we can talk about it for hours and hours if it was just a Sean rolling his ankle and the nerves getting fucked. Or Cheeto actually was the one that caused the damage to the ligaments. I mean, there's arguments from both sides because I've heard interviews from doctors and stuff like that from both sides saying, oh, yeah, it was when he rolled his ankle or when he felt when he stopped down, like the ligaments snapped or just something like that. Or another doctor said Cheeto kicked him in just one spot that's like magical that it just fuck up all his nerves at once and he won't be able to put pressure on it. So I was telling you, you can take it however way you want it to, but I mean, Good fight, good win for Cheeto. Good fight. This definitely puts him in the spotlight now. We saw how good Cheeto is. I always thought he should have been ranked in the top fifteen, even before this fight. And I don't think Sean loses any anything from this fight, because just because of the way that he lost. But I mean, there's always gonna be people talking shit about Sean just because of his fucking rocket ship that he's on. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there's always gonna be haters, right? So, yeah. so there's always gonna be some haters for Sean. But no, like Marlon winning this. It, it boosted his popularity uh, crazy because Sean's supposed to be – you had the Stephen A. Smith uh, piece about how Sean's the next Habib, the next I this, next that. Stephen A. Smith talking about that was <laughs> that's a, That was a terrible thing to do, man. But, like, no. Nah, Marlon Vera, Everybody on ESPN that's on the main ESPN roster talking about MMA, it's like they don't know jack shit. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, man. Like they're not MMA guys, so if they're not MMA guys, they shouldn't really open their mouth and do a segment on MMA. You know, I feel like the only guy really is like Max Kellerman, but he's boxing. So I mean, sure. uh, like like Marlon, Marlon got, got his popularity. He got the win. He dethroned the guy who was never supposed to lose, right? But um, I, I like you said, you I think Marlon should have been ranked. I think he won the Song Yadong fight before this. Uh, a lot of people think yeah. he did. Um, he should be. I think he should have seven in a row, eight in a row. If that loss didn't happen, yeah. um, he he called out Jimmy Rivera. I like that fight a lot. They were supposed to fight next week, um, but this obviously came up. But yeah, they're both on a win. Uh, both got a win under the belt. That's sure. a fight to make. I like that fight a lot. Exactly. And even last week, we weren't able to talk about this, but I had no pits in this fight at all because it could have gone any way. But then again, I love Sean because of the way that he just said he's a young fucking baller. And then. I can't go against Cheeto too because I trained at a ten planet for a couple months and he was my coach. So it's kind of like yeah, <laughs> going against these guys. Either one. Of them oh, yeah, man. That's the truth, man. But yeah, what do you think Sean goes from here? Do you think they match up Sean with? And I say twenty twenty one. He'll come back early twenty twenty. If not, if everything turns out not as bad as we think it is, maybe in December. But then again, I don't know who they'll who they'll give him at thirty five. I mean, maybe after today or after Saturday, they could they could throw him Dotson. I mean, yeah, I feel they, like that would have been a better fight. The Song Yadong fight, but knowing UFC, they'll probably end up giving him Cody Stamen or Marab Debashavili again. But I mean, I don't yeah, possibly. With Sean, yeah, it all depends on the injury. To be honest, on his timeline of coming back, and who knows, maybe there'll be another contender in the next two to three, four or five months. <laughs> right, anything can happen. Um, I don't think they'll feed him like a guy who's on the way out, like an Eddie Wyland per se. I don't think they'll feed him an up and come. I feel like they I feel like a John Dotson is the right, like because John Dotson's older, but for sure. Um, but like he's still game, you know. He's not getting knocked out and tossed around, you know. So for him to for him to fight Dotson and him to say knock out Dotson, that's a big statement. And it puts his name right back into where he was before, just because of how much of the hype it was. But. But even yeah. though I have to see what Sean wants to do anyway, because like I saw a lot of doctors talking about like the way that his body is formed for the division is like super weird and causes a lot of distress in his body too. Because he's like almost six foot, he's like super lanky and skinny, and he drops out yeah. at one thirty five when he probably could be fighting at one forty five. Which I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't personally want Sean at one forty five because I don't think he would do well with those guys because those guys cut from 180, 190 to one forty five. Those are some big boys in that division, but. Hopefully he can have everything figured out. Cutting 135 is a perfect division for him. Yeah, I think if he got bigger physique-wise, and I think he could, um, 145 will be in his future. I, I feel like the older he gets, 145 is definitely going to be there. If this guy can find a 155, I mean, obviously he's not going to. He's too small. But that's that, that's literally how his body is shaped. Like sure. he, can, he can stand stand and bang with it. But, yeah, I feel like the 135 cut for his physique is tough, man. He didn't look good at the weigh-ins at all. I mean, obviously, that doesn't mean anything because he was honestly winning the round until Cheeto threw that kick or whatever the hell happened, and he was ultimately getting elbowed from the ground. But he'll be back. Um, I like both fighters a lot. Uh, I was hoping Marlon won just because he deserved some popularity. He got it. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited for both of those guys who they get next. But, um, yeah, man, so we could, we could move on to the heavyweight championship of the world, the it's trilogy. Really the final, everything to end it all. I mean – um, Stipe gets the decision. Um, a lot of people saw two two going into the fifth. I, I thought Stipe. I yeah, I thought Stipe was up for uh, three one. DC kind of really controlled the first round, and then after that, it was kind of Stipe kind of just did what he had to do and stuck to his game plan. That him and his coaches stuck to, and he, I think, he easily. I want to say easy, but I feel like it was comfortable to say. Yeah, but for like yeah, a I didn't to say comfortable. For sure. Like, I saw the UFC Twitter page. They went, oh, 2-2 going to the fifth. And I'm just thinking, I, I, like, I felt uh, there's been other fights where, like, hell yeah, it's 2-2. This one was like, nah, Stipe is controlling it. He's yeah. doing everything. Like, Daniel couldn't take him down. Like, there was a, there was a point, like, oh, why is nobody wrestling? Bro, there was a point where Daniel had him in a headlock. And all this man did, oh. Stipe, would literally just move him and just take him off, bro. For like, sure. As soon as he got the headlock, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, Stipe better get out of there or else this is going to end bad. <laughs> but, but, I mean, yeah, Stipe was game. I mean, he was down. He was taking the, he was taking shots. I mean, the whole fight. I mean, he kind of – it kind of does explain the way that he was knocked out in the first one. He said it was a lucky punch. And 
How many times did DC land the exact same punch in this fight? I mean, the exact same hooks, the exact same right hand after the release, and he just ate him like like chicken, bro. There's dinner, like dude. He was eating. Just up, I also bro. thought it was insane that Steve would just down and keep going in the clinch and just because he knew DC was gonna do the exact same thing every time. So it's kind of oh, like, dude. I was like, use your reach and like back up a little bit. I mean, it was kind of just like shit, Steve. Come on. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, like I said. But, dude, that's another thing, too. Like, before my computer took his shit last week, I literally had in the thing for last episode, eye pokes in the first fight from DC. Will it be more in the in the third? All this, bro. But, dude, this man DC. I don't want to hear, hear anybody talk shit about taking anything away from Steve about this fucking eye poke. I mean, Steve was got poked in, I think, early in the second round. I think it was yeah, it was early in the second round. round. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I... I was kind of, after the fight, I was kind of just like, how would the storyline be if the roles were reversed? What if Stipe was the one that came out with the fucked up eye and DC ended up dominating the rest of the fight and finishing Stipe? I mean, would DC have honestly said, oh, you know, it wasn't an eye poke. We still, we still thought he had one eye. I mean, I'm kind of just like, I mean, you can, DC said that, that he couldn't see out of his eye. Yes, he couldn't see out of his eye, but I feel like he kind of, he didn't want to make it seem like it was an eye that made a difference, even though it was. But we all know that he wants to play an eye poke on the reason that he lost. I personally think so. Oh, for sure. I mean, he tore his cornea, bro. Can't see it. And you can do. But I, I don't want to say it's karma because that's kind of a fucked up thing to say. For but, sure. like, you, you can't have sympathy, bro. Like, he did this all the time to all fighters. In the first fight, like, when I wrote my notes, bro, he literally – Flicked at Stipe's eye, bro, and it changed the whole fight. He knocked him out after that, bro. Like, it, like as much as I love DC, uh, he's one of my favorite fighters of all time. Uh, he gets no sympathy for me. I mean, it happens. It's a fight game, but like you do it to so many people, bro, it's bound to happen to you. Exactly. And even there was also some people talking after the fight saying, "Oh, you know, he came in with injuries. Uh, he didn't have a full full camp here." Some things were going on. I'm just like, that's no, that's no excuse. I mean, Steeper has a second job. He's a firefighter. He's putting his life on the line every day, dealing with a bunch of random stupid shit that he has to deal with. So that's zero. That's zero excuses to come. Bro, when people say there's there's stuff that was going on, like, out of my control, like, outside the fight life, bro, that's every single fighter. That's every single person. You're not the only person going through crap. So, like, I do get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand. I, I get That I'll give you some sympathy for, but you're not the only one. Your opponent's probably going through some crap, too, man. So, I don't know. He lost fair and square. Um, but the thing is, for me, I don't think he's done. And that leads really? into the next topic is because this man, John Jones, takes up this whole limelight of this card after saying, I'm relinquishing the belt. It's time for heavyweight. And soon after, the UFC releases Jan versus Reyes for the light heavyweight, champion, light heavyweight championship of the world. And so it gets me thinking, is if he's going to come back and try to get as a champion? Well, yeah, so say Steve Bay fights Francis. John waits for the winner, right? John beats Steve. John beats Francis. You tell me DC is not going to come back for that third fight. I actually wasn't thinking that at all. But now that you said that, now I'm starting to think that John announced that he, that he John did announce that he's going to heavyweight. So what does that say now? We saw announcements that Rumble's coming back to light heavyweight. Yep. Gustafson just came back at heavyweight. Maybe he saw Joan come up. He's like, nah, I don't want that smoke anymore. So now we have DC, Rumble Johnson, and fucking Gustafson that could easily come back in slight heavyweight division, who we all said that any of those three could have been champions if Jones wasn't there. And now Jones is gone, and I mean. Plus, we got to think about Reyes and how close he was to beating John. So there, you easily have a four-man fucking horse tournament to see who is the best of the best of the new light heavyweight. So it's insane. <laughs> yeah, bro. One it's, man it's, it's cleared great. up the whole division. as we, we, thought it, we thought it was dead. But now, though, actually looking depth into it, I mean, it's as open as ever. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, so it's like with it's like GSP, man. He cleared out the welterweight division. Everyone thought he lost against Hendricks. He he left, and the division flourished after he left. Um, I'm really hoping that's what happens to the light heavyweight division because we all said that that's the weakest division. Um, I like this. I like this Jan and Reyes matchup. Like everybody, not, I'd say like 80 percent of the MMA community thinks Reyes won. I mean. I don't know, man. Did Reyes win? 
maybe, but we all, at the end of the day, he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as you want to say he won, he won this and that and that. And I saw all right yesterday. I didn't watch the full thing, but he said, oh, John left because of me. Bro, I love you, Dom. You're, you're a great fighter. But Stipe and Francis Ngannou are much scarier than you. It, it doesn't matter. And like, yes, I get where Dom's coming from. But also, like, look, let's look at John's record whenever he does a rematch for a fight. I mean, DC that's another thing cleared, too, bro. knew exactly what it did. Cleared him out in, within three rounds. Gustafson demolished Gustafson. I mean, I mean, we saw how close the first fight was against Gus, and then Jones actually trained and was prepared for Gustafson, and he made him look like he wasn't even a top 15 guy. I mean, it's insane how good John is when he wants to fucking, when he gives a shit about who he's fighting. I mean. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, like, another thing, too, was that Dom was like, oh, he left because they're slow at heavyweight, and we're too quick down here. I'm just like, maybe, bro, but, like, if you come, if you look at it through John's eyes, 14 defenses or 14 title fights, bro, like, what else do I have to do? Like, I have to prove to the fans that I have to beat Dom, like, really beat Dom and finish him? No, I beat him. It's on my record. Like, I'm going to go do what I need to do for my legacy. For sure. And Even if Jones decided not to stay at that heavyweight, I think they still would have done Reyes versus Blakovich. And if John won, I think John, I think Jones would have swept the floor with John. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think he would have gotten out of there within one round, honestly. But. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I, I like the light heavyweight division. I like Dom, but if Dom loses, because I, I mean, everybody's expecting Dom to win, right? Because he beat John, right? For but sure. if he loses and Jan is asked out, what's gonna happen? Like, is 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 Dom, is everybody going to still talk about how Dom, oh, he was once almost beat John? Is that, is that what he's going to be known for? I really hope not. But <laughs> shit, man, who knows? But like but I said, he better like, come out. I'm looking at the whole light heavyweight division. I'm just mean, there's good fights to be made. But I mean, like, if we're looking for like up and up, up and coming guys who can easily take over, I think after the Dom and John fight and Blakovich fight, I mean, who's next in line? I mean, yeah, Anthony Smith is fighting Rackage this weekend, but. Based on performances, I think you would have to kind of make a title eliminator either, I think, Glover versus Rumble again. Or, hear me out, you can easily put Gus in there with fucking Jerry Prochaska, which I think would be fucking insane. As a yeah, man. Uh, I like that. I just, I think Jerry's coming. I think Jerry's the guy everybody needs to be afraid of. I think I would love to see Jerry in his first fight again. Come back and be against Rumble. I mean, <laughs> bro, this man made light work of Vulcan used him here, like light work, and he made it look like he was just in a playground, like in a street fight. So, oh, for yeah, sure, I'd he, be. He, I, he that's the guy that taking shots. I was like, Jesus Christ, sir. Yeah, man, he can't do that against Rumble if they fight. But, um, I mean, who yeah, knows? Man. I mean, we saw Ozdemir has fucking. I don't even know how what his hands are, but they like you. You get touched and you're done. Sometimes, I mean. And Jerry was just walking him down, taking shots. He was like, he's like, come on, come on, hit me, hit me, come on. And just fucking kept walking him down. And then we saw what happened. Took took Oza, took Ozdemir out. So. Yeah, man, it was. I think we can count Jerry just out. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, no, no, no. But I, I feel like if Jerry gets another two, three knockouts, he's he's in the title title picture already, man. So we'll see what happens. He's he's a, he's a guy to watch. He definitely could be a. In our title fight by the end of the 2021, for sure. For sure. But, all right, so. Now let's get into the fights this weekend, which are absolute dog shit, except for Pedro <laughs> Munoz versus Frankie here. <laughs> yeah, man, this isn't like a, a card that's appeasing to the casual eye. I mean, it's a bunch of, I wouldn't say nobody's, but I mean. There are people on the roster. The people on the roster. <laughs> yes, man, there's people on the roster. I mean. Like, like, you got, I mean, like, this Sato versus Daniel Rodriguez fight is pretty nice. But, I mean, other than that, man, like, this is really the fight. This this fight is, this whole card is focused Just on. Just the main event. Well, not even that. Frankie Edgar making his Bantamweight debut. Like, For sure. This should have been. It should have happened. This is, like, the fourth or fifth time they've rebooked it, too. So, it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think Frank Yeager should have been at 135 already. This man was two weight classes, the champ. He was a 155-pound champion, bro. 
Like it doesn't. It's crazy how like much of the sport has evolved. But in oh, order to make his de- debut, I feel like the best weight class for him is going to be interesting. Um, I think Pedro Munoz is going to bring it. Uh, I hope Frankie Edgar's chin isn't suspect like it was the last couple times. But Pedro throws them bombs. So we'll uh, see. As much as I love Frankie, man. Uh, as much as I love Frankie. I think I think Pedro's gonna bring it to him. <laughs> I feel like Frankie's just gonna. I feel like Frankie's just gonna push and push his wrestling. I don't. I don't really think he's gonna go out there and try to strike and prove anything that he has power at 135. So I mean, I think he's just gonna stick to straight wrestling and try to grapple and hold him down the whole fight and just try to dominate him the whole time. And hopefully he doesn't get touched by Pedro. Because I mean, 50-50 he goes to sleep. I mean. Yeah, man. That that chins hasn't been holding up too well after that uh, Ortega fight, but. Pedro Munoz is a dog, so we'll see what happens. But I, I, I don't know, man. Like, if Frankie can do the wrestling, which, man, I would love that. Like, that would be the best thing for him. But like, like I said, Pedro is a tough. But guy. even if he gets past Pedro, I really can't see Frankie ending up going for that belt in this in this division. I mean, it's hard to see him. It's hard to see him get past against Corey, Aljo, Marlon, fucking Jan. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, like, I, I can't know. see him get. I can't see him get past that. Even if he does get past Pedro, maybe they might try to make a super fight again against him against Dom Cruz just for the name. So. That would be a good fight. I don't know. I just feel like Frankie's just fighting for legacy now at this point. For sure. If he wins, shit, that's going to be a big name for him. But I mean, Frankie Edgar's a big name regardless. So you put him on a card, people are going to watch. Tom's River loves him. Uh, so I mean. I mean, he's a, he's a legend. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. So we'll see what happens. There's um, no but I still, I just think that Pedro is just is just too good right now, and I just feel like it's just a bad matchup for Frankie. But who knows, man? If he can actually use his wrestling, hey, we might have a good fight on our hands. Yeah, for sure. So we'll definitely see. Sure. But um, yeah, but this this card is nothing compared to this weekend Bellator card, which I think is stacked. I mean. I mean, you have Adam Piccolotti on the fucking prelims, I mean, like shit. Yeah, that's a, that's a good fight on the prelims. Uh, I don't know how that even make the main card. I don't know why they have John Slater on, but um, that's his, yeah, his, his fucking ju- his ju- his wrestling video kills me every time. Where have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, I've <laughs> like seen in the it. background. He just has this dude just getting fucking tossed across the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. But yeah, we got big countries on the card. But man, I don't know. This Ryan Bader and Nemkov fight is intriguing. That's a scary fight for Bader. I mean, Nemkov is not yeah. joke. I mean, <laughs> that, that's Fedor's prodigy right there. That like he trains with Fedor. He's he's not a like a light guy. Like this guy is he's scary, man. And this Ryan Bader doesn't really like take him seriously. It could be a long night. Um, I, I like Bader. He's a. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He left the UFC. And he became the guy for Bellator, right? Um, we'll, we'll definitely see if he, he is that guy, right? Because I still wish we got the DC Bader fight. <laughs> uh, I, just a couple of days ago, I was re-watching the interview and then going back in each other. I was like, that would have been that would have been a great fight to watch. I mean, we could that would have been a great wrestling match. Besides just mm-hmm. MMA, but I mean, who knows how sure. it ended up now? I mean. Seeing how good Bader is now, I I had no idea who I had no idea who would have won that fight. So I give the edge to DC, but with Bader, we've seen him in Bellator. I, mean, I don't know, can't really say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But th- I think isn't this the first time he's defending the lightweight champion or light heavyweight championship? Or it's like over uh, a year, two years, or something think, like that. I think, I think it's his second title defense. Yeah, but it's been a while since he's done the 205. He hasn't really, I, think, I don't think he's fought since he's won the heavyweight title. Maybe he's fought. Maybe he's defended at heavyweight. I can't really remember too much. Maybe, but yeah, man, I think I think Bader's just gonna wrestle them. Um, I don't, I don't know. We'll see, bro. Because if if he feels out and he can stand, he can stand. We've seen it before. This guy can knock anyone out. For um, sure. But no, nah, Nemkov is not somebody he's people you need to sleep on. This guy is a real deal guy. He will come to fuck you up. <laughs> For sure. He's, he has legit 205 heavyweight power. So. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm intrigued. But they, we got Julia Budd. I think this is her first fight since losing the title to Cyborg. Yeah. Um, should be a good fight. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and like I said, I know who Jesse Manel is. But, exactly. I mean, uh, 
uh, I feel like Julia Bud should take care of her. I think of Julia Bud back, back in yeah, yeah, for a title, but who knows even even if Julia pulls two wins, I mean, who knows if she'll even want to fight against Cyborg again after she just got flushed against Cyborg, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. But isn't it crazy that, like, that's her kryptonite, bro, is Cyborg, and Nunes, her only losses are two to Cyborg and one to the best. <laughs> it sucks, man. It's like DC, man. Like, I, I, I told this, somebody's like, yeah. Heck, he only has four losses, and it's two against Stipe, two against Jones. Yeah, but it's, people, it's, yes, it's a no contest, but we are uh, Jones. Dude, if DC, if DC acknowledges that he lost the fight, he lost the fight, bro. Like, sure. It's simple as that. And DC always says that he's lost the fight. That's why I respect DC because he doesn't sit here and talk shit about it. He lost, and that's it. But nah, man, like I always say, he he was he was a double champ, but bro, he'll always be second best to Steve and John, and that is that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, bro, he's gonna have a bitter taste in his mouth forever. But I know what this. Oh. Fuck man, but yeah, now I'm excited. We can to get into the fucking ocean of brand new fight announcements. <laughs> Jesus There's Christ, so I don't remember the um, within 48 hours this many fights have been announced. So, Jesus Christ. Well, like, plus because we missed last week, there's just so much even more. Exactly. So, so like, ah. I'm excited, man. Like, I'm not right. aware to be Before we get into all these new fight announcements, let's get – I just want to talk really quickly about the new fighter announcement for BKFC, which is Paige Van Zandt. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get her rhetoric for signing. I mean, yes, they probably offered her good money, but her coming out and saying, oh, I don't want to prove that I'm just not a pretty face, and I'm just like, you weren't – like in the UFC, you were known for your wrestling, your jujitsu, and like your ground game. You weren't like nobody was talking about your striking. You're this amazing striker, and BKFC is literally all standing. Like you can't take anybody down. So I'm kind of just there, like, ah, you really know what you signed up for in BK? I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like the fans had something to do with this signing. What I mean by that is. You know, people are people, you know. Um, we let people judge us and we let it, like, get a, like let people fuck with our minds psycholo- psychologically and all that. So um, I feel like she saw all this fan saying that she's not a real fighter, she's not a real this, she's not a real that. She's just a pretty face, and that definitely got under her skin. So the moment bare-knuckle fighting gave her this multi-million dollar contract over whatever many fights it is, she had to take it just to prove to herself, to her haters, that she can fight with the big boys or girls, excuse me, in Bare Knuckle FC. Um, do I like the signing? No. I think the signing is stupid. Um, I thought Bellator was the perfect place to go with her husband. They would have been promoted well. I think she would have been on the broadcast booth ASAP. She's really good at it. Um, maybe she is with Bare Knuckle FC. Um, but I wouldn't, nobody really, did people really watch Bare Knuckle FC? Let's be honest, like, I've never watched I mean, it. Everybody I've seen in the crowd is all a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> it's kind of just like. <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of weird. You should just move to, like, the real ATT and. and that's what I'm saying. Up free, I'm just like, you're signing for BKFC, which is just striking. You're like, what are you going to do with, like, this whole MMA thing? Like, are you going to do, like, a three, four, five deal for BKFC and then maybe sign for Bellator if you're still up for it? But it's kind of just like, is anybody really going to give a shit about you with, like, Probably two to three years. I'm pretty sure she's not going to fight multiple times in a year for fair enough. <laughs> nah, and honestly, I can give you a bold prediction now. I feel like she'll fight a fight in Bare Knuckle FC, and something's going to happen where she might not get her money or whatever, and she's going to get out of that contract, and she'll be in Bellator by 2021 or 2022, maybe. But because, dude, I just, I don't know, man. This signing is just the weirdest signing, bro. Like, like you have your husband, who honestly could be a champion one day. He's a really good wrestler. And I don't know. I, I just feel like the Bellator thing, it was written. It was perfect. I thought it was, I thought it was a line in the star. As soon as she got cut, I was like, oh, we're going to see her in Bellator within, like, the next the next morning. She's already going to be signed for Bellator. Yeah, bro. I thought it was, I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was written. I thought it was, like, set in stone. Not, like, I don't know, man. Okay. She's a pretty face, and that pretty face will get you on the broadcast booth, bro. Sure. That's what she wants to do. She wants to be like a Laura Senko, man. And Laura Senko's great at what she does. So, I don't know, man. I I don't like it. 
I wish that she was in Bellator, but what do I know, man? She makes she's a grown ass woman, so. <laughs> oh man, but man, dude, there's been I don't even know what to talk I've about. Seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight fighter announcements, seven UFC and one Bellator. So. Oh, okay. and did we even talk about? The Figgy and Cody Karn and the Jennifer Maya and Valentina Shevchenko. Did we even get to that? We haven't even got it. We haven't even Yeah, bro, like what? <laughs> Nine, 10, 11, whatever, how many fucking fights. Yeah, dude, there's a lot. But, yeah, where, which one do you want to talk about first, bro? I mean, I guess we can talk about Shevchenko against Maya because that'll be easy. I mean, I can't – unless it's like when – like with Shevchenko, I think with every fighter is going to be one in a million chance that – they take the belt off Shevchenko, so I'm not. I don't even think it's worth talking about. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, he was able to submit Juliana Pena that we saw live in Denver, and that says a lot about <laughs> how good she is on the ground. So, yeah, bro. Um, like I said, fighters' chance, but Valentina should win this one easily. <laughs> exactly. And this, in this Figgy Cody fight, I mean, uh, it is. Get kind of watery and fishy if Cody does get knocked out by Figgy or if he does get finished by Figgy. I mean, I'd love to see the the, the Twitter fucking beef after that between him and fucking John after that. I mean. Bro, all I gotta say is like, like, what what are we doing with this fight, man? Like, it's it's TJ and Suhudo over again, just the two years later, bro. Like, or a year later, excuse me. But like, dude, like, if Figgy knocks out Cody. He's gonna go up to 135 because he just knocked out on 135er, bro, just like Henry did. And if Cody wins, he's not gonna defend the 125 pound belt. So, like, what the hell are we doing with this division, man? Like, I get it, you need star power. There's not a lot of oomph there at flyweight, but these, these you gotta build them up somehow, man. You can't just keep throwing these 135ers who are past champions and hoping them to win a belt. Like, don't get me wrong, this is a banger of a fight. I like it, but. Come on, give some flyweight some chance, man. Damn. Like, I would say give flyweight's chance. And But speaking of flyweight, I just want to make a quick announcement. I'm super sad, but I totally understand why they cut Ray Borg. I mean, oh, I saw yeah. it and I was like, ah, I love Ray there's, Borg. There's nothing you can do with that. He got too many chances, man. You, got, you can only get so many chances. For sure. But but the thing is, too, I'm pretty sure Brendan Moreno and um, Perez are fighting on the same card. Yeah. And – I feel I like thought, if Cody I was, Moreno was in sh- was at a chance of getting a title shot, but I mean, yeah, but that's the thing too. I think if Cody can't make the weight, uh, Moreno's Moreno slipping in there. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the weight cut is, dude. I just, I like I said, I feel like this is literally Cejudo versus TJ 2.0. Cody's gonna cut all that weight, and it's gonna kill his body. He's gonna get into that fight, dehydrated, and one little punch is just gonna. Drop, like just like just like TJ, man. Like it's not a smart fight, man. Figgy is, Figgy's a scary guy, man. <laughs> Especially for the flyweights. I mean, Cody literally for this for this fight in this one twenty against Figgy. I mean, he literally just has a, a punching chance, like he did at Sunset. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that's literally the only chance Cody has of beating Figgy. He's like with the lucky right overhand or his fucking Superman from the floor punch or whatever the fuck that was. But I mean, because Figgy, had, I think Figgy. I think he equals his power of his striking. I mean, Cody has zero. I mean, I don't know. We haven't really seen Cody's wrestling, but I don't think he really has much of a chance against Figgy if he goes to the ground, if he wants it, yeah. really wants to take it there. Yeah. Cody was a state wrestler, but he doesn't use it because that man's got freakishly fast power, you know? So he's got freakishly fast hands, I should say, with power. But, um, yeah, man, I feel like Figgy's going to get this one done. Um, if it even happens, you know, it's still a long way away. Um but who knows if, if fucking if Cody ends up winning the belt, it'll, it'll literally be only a few months before TJ comes back and maybe TJ will be like, oh, I want to I want to crack at the flight with title again. Maybe they'll make Cody versus TJ for 125. But I don't know. Imagine. I don't know, man. I, I truly think when TJ gets back, they're going to give him your right favor just because of the hatred thing. Just because. Just, just a fight to get for legacy for Uriah. He's not fighting for no belt. He just, he just wants to get his hands on TJ. He hates him. And then for for TJ, like the the hatred 
back and forth. Plus, this is a nice little tune-up fight for him. And if he wins, he could honestly fight for a title right after that, bro. He was the champion, you know? So, um, who knows? But, yeah. Dude, Bantamweight's exciting, man. <laughs> oh, we're talking about all this matchup, and we're still waiting for TJ to come back, too. It's like, are they going to give him an instant title shot? Is he going to fight one of Marlon, Aljo, Cody, Corey, Pedro, Aldo? <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> There's so many murderers, man. I don't even know what to do, man. Shit, dude. But I mean, with this sin hanging in Marlin book, dude, that has to mean Jan and Aljo are is the fight, right? Like that's what you would hope. But then again, <laughs> I'm like, you, I mean, probably waiting for TJ or for for TJ to come back and give him a title shot. Or I don't, I don't really know. It, it, like it has to go to Sterling, or else I don't know. I don't. Know. They have to be waiting for TJ, or else they have to already announce the fucking Sterling fight because there's literally nobody else. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I I hated that after 250 when he submitted uh, Sanhagen, Dana was like, "Yeah, he's the guy," and then after 251, he was like, "Oh, there's a lot of them. There's some contenders." Like, bro, what do you? What's the what? What's the hiccup, man? Like, give Aljo the title shot if he wins. I mean, are you mad? Probably because you don't really like him for some reason. I don't know why. He's you. You can market the Funk Master. Like you can't tell me. Can't I mean, tell me you can't market. Kind of like he, he should somewhat be on the same level as Sean because they're really not too different from each other. I mean, they both have podcasts. They're both young. They both live lavishly. I mean, they're both outspoken. I mean, mm-hmm. bro, and Aljo's a smart guy, bro. And like, don't get me wrong, I love Jan as the champ, but he doesn't speak English, bro. So, like, if you have an English-speaking guy in the UFC, which is an uh, American-based company, bro, and the guy who goes by the Funk Master and wears this crazy-ass chain, come on, man. He's going to be marketable like crazy, man. For sure. Um, I, just, I just hope they get that fight. But I like the St. Hagen marlin fight. I think – I don't know. I, I think Marlin probably going to get it done. But I don't know. We'll have to wait closer to it. St. Hagen's a huge guy. Um, but I'll just make quick work of him, man. I don't know, bro. <laughs> it's insane how stacked the 135 division is. It's like, dude, it's so nuts. Like, there's just so many, like, there's just so many ways this can go. It's just a murderer's row, man. I can't wait to see what happens in the next, like, three or four years to, to tell you the truth. Honestly. But, dude, yeah, like. Which fight are you most excited about that they announced? <laughs> Oh, easily Korean Zombie versus Ortega. There's, there like, there are no other fight. Um, and it's, dude, I was excited for this before the Jay Park Ortega incident, man. This is a banger of a fight. Um, Chan Song Jones is gonna get a title shot if he wins. Um, I feel like either of them will get a title shot if they win, depending on how they win. Depending on how they win. I don't know, man. Ortega's been out for two years. I don't know if they're gonna give him a title shot after, after just one win after losing to Max. Um. But who knows, bro? CFC, you know. Um, but I think it's it's literally a striking versus jujitsu matchup. I think. I mean, we can't really. I mean, I don't. I don't really believe that because I mean, we know how good fucking Korean zombies on the ground. So it's true. It's the so. truth for sure. But he's not going to go to the ground with a potato, man. Like it, it's different. Man. Like I, I feel like. I feel like Chan Sung Jung wants to take his fucking head off, to be real, after the Jay Park thing. I don't even think he wants to even touch the ground. I, feel like I think he wants to be Brian's downfall. I mean, there's so much animosity in this that Brian's going to try to go and box and strike with Korean Zombie, and Korean Zombie just is levels and levels above Brian. That's what I'm saying, man. I can easily mm-hmm. see Korean Zombie lighting up Brian like Max did, so. Yeah, exactly. But who knows? Maybe the Korean Zombie comes in a little too emotional because of that. And throws a wild ass punch, it gets taken down, and fucking Ortega works him and gets him into an arm triangle. We've seen Brian backpack many guys. Uh, exactly, man. Like he that that run to the the featherweight strap was it was a nice run. Um, but yeah, dude, this this fight is a banger. This could be uh this should be a, a co-main event on a pay-per-view slot. I can't believe it's a main event on a fight night. Um, but yeah, that's the most intriguing matchup for me at least. Um. I mean, I like, though, like I said, we talked about it earlier, I like the Reyes-Blahovitz matchup a lot just because it's a new era for the 205 division. But, man, uh, give me the featherweight matchup with Korean Zombie and Ortega 100%. But what about you? What do you, what do you like? 
Yeah. Hey, what'd you ask? So, uh, so what, what matchup do you like? I mean, I'm kind of – I would have to imagine that Curtis Blades against Derek Lewis is the number one contender fight. I think. Maybe. <laughs> John Jones news. I don't know now. <laughs> but – it, and if there is no, there's no such thing as John yeah, Jones. Yeah, I mean, contenders after Ngannou and after Jones. <laughs> for sure, but no, no, for real though. Like, if there was no, like, say, say, like, if we're talking right now, Lewis and Blades are fighting, and like, say, Stipe and Francis are matching up, like, and there's no John Jones. Yes, this is the number one contender spot to fight the winner of Francis and Stipe. But too bad there's a goat on those way up, and we got to see what happens. So I think the winner of this fight is gonna is gonna get. Biggie Boy, Rosenstrike. So, yeah, I think so too. I think that's that's probably what's going to happen as well. Even though I really want to see again Rosenstrike fight against Ngannou again, we didn't really see anything from Ngannou against Rosenstrike. I mean, that was just not a lucky punch, but I mean, it wasn't really a fight. <laughs> Dude, we haven't seen anything from Ngannou in his last four fights. He just starches people. There's nothing like. Like, like, people say he's not a technical it's fighter. It's insane to me how, like, all these people are still having Ngannou as a favorite against Stipe if they fight. I'm just like, we saw how intelligent and like, what game plan Stipe goes in against Ngannou. Like, we saw him eat punches from Ngannou. Like, nobody eats punches from Ngannou. So it's kind of like, I can't really see that going any different unless it's like a D, the first fight against DC and he just catches some filky punch. I mean, if yeah. Ngannou does beat Stipe, they're going to have to do a third fight for that one, too. That Dude, see, that's another thing, too, bro. What if Ngannou knocks him out? Do they run the trilogy right away, or do they give John the opportunity? Dude, this, is, this heavyweight division is going to be screwed soon, man. I don't know how, but it's going to be – there's going to be a logjam somewhere, just like how Connor did it with lightweight and holding both belts at featherweight as well. So we'll see, but I don't know, man. Heavyweight's interesting now. Like, I like it. I like that DC's gone. He's out of the picture. Um, it opens up it for a lot of other guys like Lewis, but I just think Blades is going to lose the fuck yeah. out of Lewis, man. I don't don't like this matchup for Lewis at all. I mean, I don't know, bro. Even these are these are Lewis's words. He's the baddest purple belt in all of fucking Texas. So. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, you know, but that's the thing too, bro. Like Blades and Volkov, Blades didn't look good in the later rounds. Like he looked like he was gassing. He looked like he was slowing down. So who knows if Lewis can. Tag him a little bit. Shit. We might, we might have a fight. But, dude, I don't know. Blade's really – he literally tweets 24 hours before fight. If you don't think – if you don't like uh, ground and pound or me ragdolling your opponent, don't watch because that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so, like, I don't know, man. I, it, it's hard for me to pick against Blade just because of what he's been doing to people. And, if, like, for him, if there was no one gone, he'd be easily fighting Steve Bay already. For sure. But I kind of hope Derek Derek just wins because I really 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 want to see Biggie Boy against Lewis. I feel like that. I feel like that would just be like the funnest pre-fight, post-fight, just anything for a fight. I mean, that's just a fun fight. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like that fight a lot too, man. Um, I would honestly love a Biggie Boy Overeem two rematch. Man, that's, that fight still pisses me off because Overeem was beating his ass for four minutes or four minutes 25 minutes or 24 minutes 24 yeah. <laughs> yeah right and chugging that punch and he walks away i don't know as much as i said it was a good a good stoppage i don't know i would like to see that fight run back but i don't know but like i said we got the lewis blades we got the overeem sakai um we got shogun craig too that's gonna be a fight i'm so glad that they ran that back because sure. it was a good fight it was it was a draw right yeah Went to the draw the first one so yeah so Dude, yeah, that's why it's gonna be fun, man. I'm, these matchups are insane, man. Edson's freaking Sadiq Yusuf, man. Why? That's a f- uh, that's a step up for Sadiq, man. That's all I got to say. Who knows? If fucking, it's hard to say, but if Barboza takes an L again, then he he's kind of walking that ladder of being the gatekeeper in 155 and 145. So, I mean, could, could we possibly be seeing the end of fucking Barboza dominating people? I mean, yeah, bro. This wow. this fight right here is gatekeeper one hundred and one, bro. Like one hundred percent gatekeeper one hundred and one. First step of him, either yep. he is a gatekeeper or he's still running in contention. So. Oh yeah, man. Because he's going up against a a game Sadiq. So sure. we'll see, man. Um, this is a tough tough fight for Sadiq, man. <laughs> Edson wins that fight though cleanly, and yes, I want to see Sadiq versus guy here, but if that can't happen and they have to move on then i i would love 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 yeah versus that's it i mean 
That fight would be fucking bonkers. <laughs> that would be fireworks, man. There's so many spinning kicks that are going to happen if that fight happens. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I feel like Edson could get this one done. Um, I like Sadiq a lot. He's going to make a name for himself. But I don't know, man. Edson really does – he did, he needs a W. I mean, a lot of people thought he got robbed against Dan Ige. It, it was questionable. I thought Dan Ige won, but – I actually gave it to Edson, though. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it, it would have gone either way. Um, I just felt like he needs a win. I feel like Sadiq is a game guy, but I feel like Edson's just – like, he's not – I feel like in his mind, he's just like, dude, I'm not losing this fight. I'm not losing to this guy who's going to make me a gatekeeper. Like, like, I like I feel like fighters who see their matchups when they get older, they see like, oh, I have an up-and-comer. Am I the gatekeeper now? Nah, like, like the, just like this Derek Brunson fight this past couple of weeks with Edmund, man. It's like, no, I ain't no damn gatekeeper. I'm going to fight and knock his ass out. That's what he did, man. So hopefully hopefully he can do that. For sure. And with Carlos Condon actually coming back against fighting Port McGee, I think he's just fighting just to fight, honestly. I mean, this fight puts him nowhere, anywhere near anything big if he wins. So personally, I think. But I think he's just fighting just to fight at this point. Port McGee versus Carlos Condon is a fight for Carlos to win. And it's a fight for Carlos to win and walk away into the sunlight, into the limelight with a W. Because, come on, Carlos needs to win this fight. This guy, like, I love Court McGee. I thought Court McGee would have been a bigger name, but he never really established himself in the U.S. Yeah, so, um, like I said, this is, like, when I see this matchup made, I see this is a favorable matchup for Carlos to get a W to retire on a high note. I really hope that happens because I love the natural world killer. I've loved him since uh, I started watching these fights. So we'll see. But I don't know. Like you said, it's just a fight. It's a fight. Uh, it's like it's like Diego Sanchez and Jake Matthews that just got announced. So it's a fight. Uh, I don't like that fight for Diego. But, hey, maybe Joshua Fabian can give some magic and give him a, like, a great lesson. Who knows, man? But, yeah, like it's like a gatekeeper now, like, that's a gatekeeper fight right there. Diego, who's the old guy, tough one alumni versus the up-and-coming Aussie. So we'll see. We'll see what happens for sure. Well, I mean, how do you feel about Uriah Hall against Anderson Silva? Like I said, um, I, I like. I, I understand the fight. For sure. On, but I, really, I, I think that's kind of a tough fight for Anderson to take as like his go-home fight. I mean, yeah, I feel like they really wanted to give Anderson a W against somebody that give him somebody who's not ranked, probably fifteenth mm-hmm. or fourteenth, who they know that he has a really he actually has a chance of winning. But I can't really see Anderson being able to put away Raya Hall or at least outsmarting mm-hmm. him in this in this Look. point of his career for three rounds or five rounds, whatever it ends up being. Which I, five rounds because they already said it's going to be the main event. Of it, so. Yeah, they said it's going to be the main event for the Halloween card. But look, man. I, if people know me and they watch the sport like you do, you know Anderson Silva is the one who got me into the sport, right? Um, but like he called out Anthony Pettis, he called out Conor McGregor. Honestly, I wish he got the Pettis fight because he deserves a big name for his last fight. He's not going to win no championship. Pettis is fighting for his legacy. I mean, it's a weird fight. Like I was listening to Luke Thomas today. He was like, if Conor fought Anderson, it's like, am I mad? No, because Conor's active. You know, it's good for the they sport. They said they verbally agreed at one seventy. I, mm-hmm. I, don't think that, I don't think Anderson had any shot of making 170. So. No, not at all. But like I said, I like this fight for Hall. It's a good fight for him. Their styles match up. Like This is probably his life idol because literally they fight the same. It's great. But um, I don't know. Like you said, like for Silva, on his, he's got two fights left on his deal. This could be his last fight overall. Like he might not even go for that last, last fight. fight so. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I wish he got, like I said, like a Pettis or somebody with a bigger name where you can give him, like, the nice little last hoorah for whatever to give him off. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like this fight on the aspect for Silva, but I love the fight for Hall just because he's beating a legend, gets for his sure. name out there. But like I said earlier, I like the Yoel Romero fight. I thought that was – this sure. is a down. It's an easy fight for Hall, but I would definitely say it's a lot easier than fighting fucking Yoel Romero. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I mean by it, man, because you, you go from the guy who was – I don't know. Who arguably, who arguably should have been the champion after beating, after beating fucking Rob Whitaker in the second. Oh yes, exactly. If, if he didn't miss weight, he would have been the champion for sure. But 
Yeah, you go from you go from that guy who's fought in so many title fights to the goat, but he, it's not he's not the same goat. You know what I'm saying, man? So like, like what I mean by like easier, I just it's just like you get the older Anderson Silva. You don't get the guy who was knocking Vitor out and freaking killing everybody for 12 years straight. So for sure, that's exactly why they also fight him out Sonia. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For sure. Shit, man. Well, but yeah, shit, we even forgot to talk about Cowboy versus Nico Price. Well, Cowboy Cerrone versus Nico Price. And yeah. guys, and it's just blood. It's just blood, bro. That's, that's all I got to say. Like, they're just going to bring it. Like, I feel like Nico is going to shut the lights off for Cowboy, though. Sorry to say to you, but I mean, I think Nico. Yeah, that's, another, that's another heartbreak. But, bro, yeah, I think, I think Cowboy's on his way out as much as he doesn't want to admit it. He's one of those guys who's not going to retire. He's just going to keep fighting until his body breaks on him. But, yeah, I think Nico's going to oh, – I hate saying this, but I think Nico's going to tear him up. Um, but we'll see, man. There's a lot of good fights, bro. Um, dude, that, but that fight right there, that Cowboy Price fight, I mean, like like my – I said Korean Zombie versus Ortega, but that one right there is probably the second one ranked um, for me just because of violence. But – I don't know. We'll see. Um, I saw a tweet today, though, from Dustin Poirier said there will be blood. And I'm hoping, I'm praying to God we got the Tony Ferguson Poirier. If I could, dude, if we get that, man, that's the main event itself, bro. Pay per view. I don't care what anyone says. We'll put that as a co main event for a pay per view, though. For sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But that, that fight would be very easy. I mean, if Tony, if that, if that fight comes to fruition and Tony beats Poirier, I mean, we'll actually may there's a slight chance that we'll see Khabib against Tony, but it all depends if Gaethje what he has to say about it. And if Gaethje wins, is Tony how's Tony gonna go up against Gaethje? But if Khabib wins and Tony wins, but it's the last fight on fucking Khabib's that he wants to fight, is Khabib gonna choose Connor, Tony, or GSP? I mean. He's going to he take GSP. He wants the GSP fight, but I don't get why he would want to fight Tony, but then again, he could easily go out there. I don't know. I don't know. I, like, as much as I love Father's plan, which is 30-0. For sure. I just, I feel like, because, like, okay, you've seen Habib came out and said, like, oh, if Connor goes out and beats a Tony or beats a Dustin, I'll give him his rematch. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as I think this 30-0 thing is going to be a thing, I just, I just don't see it happen. I still think that the Tony fight will happen. I still think the second fight with Connor is going to happen. And I, I, I still think the GSP fight might happen if he beats Gaethje, but I just don't see him retiring after 30. No, there's just too much money to be made, man. And, I mean, I, obviously I know Habib's not like a, a money guy. That's not who he is. He's a family man. But for, for him to say after saying, oh, he needs to win 10 times in a row for to get this rematch, for him to say he needs to get one fight against Tony or – uh, Dustin, and he'll give it to him. That just proves to me that he wants to keep his legacy going. For sure. Yeah, I think I think that covers everything. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, yeah, you, you didn't tune into the Contender Series, right, last night? Uh, no. But we had yeah, a yeah, yeah. conversation through text about, about fucking... Yeah, for sure. Um, it, was, it was okay. Um, yeah. Like, the reporters were saying it was good, but there was these two bros. Uh, I forgot their I last that. name. I saw, I saw the highlights. I didn't see. It. Yeah. yeah. So the two bros, they made a name for themselves. There's a there's a war princess that you you follow that you you, you said you know for a while. She's wow, the girl, man. She's gonna make a name for herself. But she can be I don't know. I like last week better. <laughs> oh, for sure. But oh, yeah, the one last thing before we do go, we didn't, we didn't talk about um, Robbie Lawler stepping in for Jeff Neal to fight Neil Magny. That's a good fight, man. Because like, Robbie Lawler. For fucking Neil Magny, so. Yeah. Um, like, because look, I mean, he lost, Robbie lost to Colby, right? And Colby's a pace guy. I'm not saying Neil Magny and Colby are the same, but Neil keeps a pace, man. And that's with the team elevation in Colorado. That's with the military background. That's with everything. Like, he's not going to go away. So. I like this fight. I like. I mean, I wish Jeff knew. I wish him all the best. I know he's going through some health problems right now, sure. but I like this fight a lot, man. I do. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, man. I feel like that's it, right? I feel like we covered everything. Yeah, I, I think so. Hopefully, <laughs> if not, we'll, hopefully, man. Uh, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have more to talk about next week because 
next week is probably going to be a pretty short card after we already talked about how this weekend's card is going to go. But then hopefully we'll have more to talk about. Hopefully this fight won't disappoint. Hopefully it'll live higher and higher up to their expectations. So. For sure, for sure. We got. I mean, like you said, it's it's a weaker card, but I think the the Smith uh, Rechick's card is it's it's not amazing, but it's way better than this card. So we'll have some fun to talk about next week for sure. All right, guys. I think we'll close out with that. So again, guys, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at the Chef Layu and follow us on all our social media, Coast to Coast MMA podcast. So thank you guys so much again, and we'll catch you guys next week. Oh, yeah. I appreciate y'all guys. You know where to look for me on IG, uh, Franked Up IG. So appreciate y'all. Peace. Right, guys, peace. Peace.